Live from the Jazz Kitchen here in Indianapolis, this is the Advanced Selling Podcast. And now back to your host, Brian Neal and Brooke Green with a uh, special little training session. Hey, hey, welcome. Clap oh, yeah. hey, Full timer's going. Welcome back. This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. I'm Brian Neal. I'm Brooke Green. And we have a special guest we'll introduce in a minute. We're live at the Jazz Kitchen in Indianapolis. It's a beautiful October day, as it always is when we do these things. If you're joining us for the first time, we're very glad to have you. And if you've uh, been listening to us for a while, Welcome back. This is going to be a, what we are going to call a live coaching session. We actually have one of our little star clients. Stephanie Thompson is here and Stephanie is going to share with us a little background about a deal that she and her team worked really hard on that they actually didn't get. And we're going to go back and say, okay, what, what can we learn from what we did well, what we didn't do so well, things we could have changed and what we think our problems were so we can learn from that. And we'll also look forward and say, now that the deal's dead, is there anything that we can do going forward? I told the audience here, we're going to teach framework in this deal. So if you're listening to this, this is a good framework podcast where we're going to teach you a process to go through that you can do when we're not around that teaches you how to think about a deal and analyze it as you're going through it and then also after it's over, even if you win it or lose it either way. Okay, so framework podcast. These are very helpful things. So we're going to start with, and we're going to, we can't use company names when we talk about deals like that. So this deal that Stephanie lost is a major U.S. automotive manufacturer that rhymes with gourd. But we're not going to use the name, okay? So and we say Gord that, in the spirit of Halloween. Just keep that to then. ourselves. I don't want to get too far into the details here. So. Well, and I just want to make sure that Stephanie realizes that she lost this deal because you said that like 26 <laughs> times. times. Yeah. She didn't lose a deal. I now have a hey, complex. Gord lost. They lost. You know, see what I mean, right? They're the losers in this deal, let me tell you. So quick nutshell, tell us what your company does just real briefly. We do uh, direct marketing, utilizing direct mail on a software platform that drives leads into car dealerships. Very good. Make sure you get close you to that to microphone. You have to get up on the mic there, too. Yeah. It's kind of fun. awkward. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about the deal. Give us, if you could, and this is what we do with our clients. So if you're not a client, this is sort of, you're getting a sneak peek here. Just give me two minutes on the deal, how it originated, and wh- how you worked through it all. Yeah. So the deal started with an introduction. Oh. One of our, uh, my cohort, a master connector, got us connected up with a meeting. And in this situation, it was a regional deal. So we were looking at almost 50 stores at one time. The way those things kind of work, you just kind of show up and you bring what you got and then you kind of do some of the discovery as you go. So we had a great first meeting and got through the presentation with who at the time was the primary decision maker and left on a good note. We were to follow up. They asked for additional information and my partner in crime, John, and I decided instead of just sending over pricing, we needed to get back up to Detroit and have a sit down and go through the thing again. So um, we did. It was with I hate to rank decision makers, but secondary decision maker who during the process became the primary one. They gave us a verbal, we're in, all we have to do is this formality, the dealer board giving us the go on it, but we're going to use you guys for our launch in the fall. So we continued to follow up. Things got pushed as they do a little bit in these situations. And then we were last week ready for the go and we got a breakup email that said, boo. So they left the door open, you know, budgetary reasons. It's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. Maybe later. I just need some (laughs) time to be by myself. It's true. We're going to start a dating podcast, by the way. This all foots. (laughs) That would be brilliant. Doesn't it? It's all the same (laughs) stuff. It really. Okay, very nice little synopsis there. Everybody hear that? Who's in the audience here in the podcast, people at home? Does it sound familiar at all? It probably does to most of you. No, not at all. No, you get them all. We close them all. I know who that is. Yeah, it's a very, very common thing. We get baited, we go down the path, and, and we heard a couple of really good things. I know Brooke and I were nodding when we heard stuff. That's okay, that's good. That's what we would teach you to do. What's one good thing you heard right out of the gate? Oh, and also the framework here. 
We're going to first say some things we heard real fast that was good. Then we're going to go back. We're going to talk about the inner game. That's the mentality that Steph and her team took through the deal. And then we're going to talk about the tactical outer game side of that. So the inner game is how I think. The outer game is what I say and what I do. That would be a good thing to write down if you've not heard that before. Inner game is what I think. Outer game is what I say and do. All right, so let's start. Uh, what did you hear first? Just some quick good things to make Steph feel good. Like she did a really good job on that. Yeah, it was good. They got the meeting by an introduction. That was really good. That's what we teach, right? Got an introduction and a referral, and it was really good. Which is beautiful. What else did you hear? Anything else good? Oh, I heard all kinds of good stuff, and I hate to take all of it. I really liked that they took it serious enough to go back up there to deliver pricing and yeah. to walk through it with them. We have a, a friend of ours named Terry Slattery who invented the term WIMP junction. Is that right, Bill? I believe. Mm-hmm. Looking at Bill to, for confirmation there. And this WIMP junction, this is the point where the buyer that you're working <coughs> with says either send me some stuff up, forward the proposal over, and you have a choice to make here. The easy choice, what would have been the easy choice for Steph to do here? It would have been to email something on up, right? Send it on up. And instead, she and her partner did a phenomenal thing, which is a little bit of resistance and pushback. Most people get awkward with it and feel uncomfortable, but she said, no, you know, I think we'd rather come up and visit. Phenomenal. That's really, really spot on for us, what we like to teach. Worked the process well, identified the decision makers and thought about them, that we have multiple people in here. The things that we teach you to think about are levels of authority and influence. That's a good thing to write down. You say certain people have levels of authority to say yes, certain people have levels of influence to feed into the deal. Does that make sense? Like in our business, a CEO has a high level of authority. They can stroke a check. The salespeople we work with have a high level of influence. If I didn't get along well with Steph and her team, I would be fired from her company immediately, even though their CEO may say, I really want to write the check and invest this money. They have a lot of influence. Does that make sense? Okay. So let's go back to the framework. So let's start with our inner game. And I want you to go back, Steph, if you could. And we're doing a what happened, good and bad, inner game-wise, why don't you start making some comments there as you look back on and go, uh, I think we might have goofed here inner game-wise in our thinking. Oh, we were excited about it. It was one of the largest opportunities that the company had had. So there was a lot of excitement around it and a lot of expectation around it. And I think our lack of experience with it, with that kind of a deal, probably caused us to just take things at face value versus looking into them more as I would have maybe been a little more skeptical with an individual dealer. Mm, very good. You want mm. to comment on that? So what happens when everybody gets excited about it, not just you? <laughs> there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, there's a lot of pressure, what do you do? Get nervous. Yeah. What else do you do? This is how we coach, you see. We just ask the questions and they answer their own questions. Anything else? <laughs> Psychology session. It is. <laughs> That's, yeah, you maybe rush the deal. Right. You do you th- want to I, get the yes. Yeah, I think what you do is you, you start to push too far, too fast. You also let your mentality go out, and then you do things that you normally wouldn't do. And so you kind of let things go along the way. We call this attachment is the thing that we teach in our, in our training. And as the deal gets bigger and more pressure gets put on it, the attachment level goes up. So if we're looking back on this deal, one thing that I'm hearing and feeling and sensing here is that the level of attachment went way high, all right? And the little mantra that I learned from a guy that I used to work with was it's nothing until it's something. It's nothing until it's something. And, it's, and, it, and it, to me, it's something when your commission check clears and stays in your account <laughs> and your company doesn't put it in there and take it back out. Then it's something. Be, until then, anything can happen and blow up, right? Because we got the verbal, right? Well, I think it's interesting because they were detached enough to push their process Amen. around yeah. pricing and stuff. But then you relaxed when they said, oh, this is great. You guys are yeah. awesome. Yeah. And I Just think what happens formality. then to ramp it up, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Steph said, we had a great first meeting, 
right? Everybody says that. How'd the meeting go? Went great. Went awesome. It's a great first meeting. Okay, what does that mean? Nothing. Absolutely nothing, right? And so we coach you, just be neutral with the meetings. Just be neutral. All we know is that we talk to them, and, th and we're going to have another meeting, and that's it. It's neutral. It's not bad or good. It's just, it just is. Does that make sense? It's a very, very good way. It's a good protection uh, method for you just to help you stay behind deals. Okay, good. Anything else in the inner game thing there that you can think of? No, Bill, go ahead. Any questions from the audience? Inner game? Yeah, go ahead, Greg. Is it possible that the going there was an inner game change that they became rushed and, or not rushed, but maybe there's a better word, whereas in, sending an email would have been more neutral or more the mm, norm? Interesting mm -hmm. point. Yeah, a little stay behind. Could have. Yeah, new person in the room. You could have managed that. Even if I love the idea of going. What we could have done, I think what we do is we go, we think, hey, it's great, we're getting back, we're getting in front of it, and we get into pitch mode, mm -hmm. which I think is what happened here, is my guess. We get into sales yes. pitch mode, and we didn't stay back and say, hey, now we're back here, and you're new. You second, remember Steph mentioned the secondary person? You're new, so we need to sort of slow the train down here and back up a little bit and get your perspective on things. Well, the, the other sense. thing she said is the secondary became the primary. Beca yeah, interesting. So all these things are little red flags that pop up, and I want you to learn in the inner game-wise it's okay to confront these. Most people are scared to confront them because they're afraid they'll screw the deal up because they're attached to it. Make sense? I have okay. a question, Yeah, Seth. please. When did you first get the feeling that something was not right? Not when you got the breakup letter. It happened before then, didn't it? What, it did. At what point did you say, and did you act on that? Yeah, so there was like that when things start getting pushed back and then you have that whole time kills deals thing mm -hmm. and it just started to feel like the momentum was being sucked out of it um, and due to kind of the lack of the experience of our company with those kind of deals, it was hard to know how to move forward. So I was trying to be in touch with the decision maker. She was transferring into a new role, you know, and you're like, I don't want to stalk. That's what I do sometimes. So <laughs> you don't want to stalk them and you want her to, you know, feel like it's the right kind of communication, but I definitely started to get concerned. Yeah. Did you take action on that ago. or was the action just trying to keep in touch with her? That was the okay. action. Yeah. yeah. And then, so here, let's move into the tactics now because we're getting close to on time. So we've had the inner game. The reset there is stay detached all the way through. It's nothing until it's something. That's a mentality. You have to push this back in your companies also because what happens is they come back and they say, how did it go? They go, it went great. Now, it's the biggest deal ever in the history of the company. <laughs> Who's paying attention to it? Everybody. Everybody's asking about it, wondering, was it going to go? Blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, your revenue goal goes up. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so it's your job to own that and to say, <laughs> hey, you guys chill out down here. This is the biggest deal we've ever worked on. Odds are just low with these deals. They're just really low. So everyone just chill out and relax. Let's go do our bread and butter stuff. Okay, good. Tactically now, this is where I think Bill was going. So now I know where I am mentally with this deal. So if I'm looking back and doing a, how do I prevent this in the future? As I start to feel how Steph is feeling, I have to reset myself on that continuum of positive to negative. And so the words, instead of, what are the words you used on the follow-up? The tactic or the what word. I actually said? B both. Okay. I did not stay behind the deal. Okay. Can I take your yeah, answer? Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. And um, Good students, oh, the, yeah. the words were, you know, hey. That's how I always start, by the way. Hey. Little, little tip. Hey. In your emails, is that like H-A-A-Y yeah. exclamation mark? <laughs> I'm hey. known for it. It's perfect. Ask any auto it. dealer. Um, no. <laughs> hey, this is Stephanie. Guess what? Checking in. Because yeah. we didn't know what was, right. it was really, you know, we were being told that the process was being pushed because the manufacturer that has so eloquently remained nameless was <laughs> pushing back the, the launch. And so we really felt like there was, we didn't know what additional conversation to have. They told us they made the deal and it was just a waiting game. So can okay. I ask a question? Yeah. Yes. What was the formality? 
Um, so this is a regional deal. Mm -hmm. So this group goes in front of 48 dealers, and there's, uh, I believe, 10 or 12 of them that sit on the board. And we were told they package it up, and there's a vote, and that, you know, they just vote on it, and it's like heads nodding. Um, apparently that wasn't the case in this case. So mm. that was the formality. Another good mm. learning. Another good learning. So I think that is, in our process as we're teaching things, we, we, we think of, this is framework again, think of the pain they're trying to fix, the economics and the money, and then the process. This goes into the process section, which is how do they go about deciding what goes on. When it goes out of your hands, you're at risk. Does that make sense? Even if they say, because what do they say? They oh, said what Seth said. Yeah. No problem. This will fly right through. This will pass easy. <laughs> no they won't even vote on it. This is a piece of cake. You hear that and go, hey, did you hear that? Yeah, I said it's going to fly right through. Then the telephone game happens and it comes out like, hey, I heard we got gored. I'm like, no, we didn't get gored. They haven't even voted on it yet. So really good, really good um, point. What do we do now? We're going to wrap this up now. So what do we do now? So we've lost this deal, Brooke, and this is where I'm looking for you to maybe coach a little bit. So what should Steph do now? Should she do anything? You Leave it alone? stop talking so I can coach a little go bit. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you were my client, I would probably have you go back and admit your wrongdoings, mm -hmm. fall on your sword a little bit. One, just to clean it up, both for you and your team and the folks at Gord. <laughs> so that might sound something like, you know, hey, this is Stephanie. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a listener. I know. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of bummed out that we lost this deal, obviously. You know, I probably don't have to tell you that we got really excited. It was a really big deal for us. And as I'm going through it, kind of thinking about what happened, I realize there's a lot of questions I should have asked you. I didn't understand enough about that whole formality thing. So I guess my question now is how do we go forward or can we go forward? Um, so I'd like to have a conversation about that. like it. It's really good. Yeah. I like it. And I also might uh, acknowledge that perhaps we started, we, we went with this regional deal, which might have been too big for both of us, and say this time, if we want to go back and revisit, let's pare this down. Instead of going regionally for 48 dealerships, let's pick a couple and just kind of beta test this and see how it goes and ease into it a little slower this time. Good. Hey, Brian, can, can we see if uh, the audience We're, learned anything from this? Yeah, let's do it real yeah, fast. Yeah, we've got to wrap any, up. We're getting the high Anybody center. who got anything from that exercise and kind of learned something or maybe you looked at your own deals that you have and uh, anybody have any lesson that they learned from that? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. The microphone cord won't reach. Anybody <laughs> else? <laughs> That's good. Well, one of the questions I wanted to ask, would it have been perceived as a bad thing to maybe get in front of the uh, quote-unquote board, the dealership oh. board, in some way show your presence and try to win them over so it wasn't such a fait accompli? Yeah, uh, we did ask for that uh, because we realized our, our product's a little complex and it's kind of, you know, telephone game, like Brian said. They told us that's not really how they do things. But looking back, when we kind of did our own post-mortem at the office, that's one thing that, you know, John and I talked about was we really should have pushed to get in front of the board and sell it ourselves instead of relying on them to do it. You know, the real bold move in that deal is show politely, up. not show up, well, I guess you could, um, is to say, hey, hey, oh my God, look who's here, <laughs> is to say, with all due respect, we understand that process because of the complication of what we do and the messaging and all those sorts of things. If we can't come to the meeting, then we're going to pull out on our side. And we really appreciate the opportunity. And if we can come to the meeting, we'll be more than happy to do that. We'll pick up from there. That's if, bold. That's if that bold. feels too bold, right? there's a softer version of that. Okay. Which is, you know, our experience is that if we give our stuff to you to present and sell, neither one of us is going to get what we need, what we decided yeah, we all needed. Good. And so 
we need to talk about this because I'm a little nervous about you guys presenting us. One more lesson. Anybody else? Anyone? For those of you that aren't here, there's so many hands up right now. Bill's just having and a only, hard time only picking. A, only around the six <laughs> feet diameter of Bill where the <laughs> cord will reach. Anyone in this here, general area to, right here around this one person? Uh, just the concept of slowing down. Yeah. Uh, not trying to rush something and realize that it's not about now. It's about just long-term thinking. Yeah. Very, very good. Okay, Stephanie, thank you so much Thanks, for letting Steph. us coach you out live. Give Thanks, a guys. round of applause for Stephanie. Uh, you can hear us every week, Advanced Selling Podcast. You can join our LinkedIn group. Go to LinkedIn, Advanced Selling Podcast group. Join us there. Listener at Advanced Selling Podcast is our email address. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time. Bye. See ya. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast, presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies, Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to iTunes. 